Welcome to Solid Steps Radio, our maiden voyage. Here we are, brother. Now, the Titanic was on its maiden voyage, too, right? <laughs> they didn't quite make it to where they were going, so all we have to do is make it an hour. Right? One hour. Yeah, we'll, we'll be in good shape. So, uh, welcome to Solid Steps. Uh, you can join us on Facebook at Solid Steps Radio, and if you're not going to be able to hear the whole show in its entirety, we'll have a podcast of the show posted there, so if you're not able to catch us this entire hour, we'll be there posting up events and highlights of the show. So we'll, uh, we'll be there at, uh, on Facebook, Solid Steps Radio. My name is Chad Russell, co-host. That is Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. How are you doing today, Kurt? I'm doing great, Chad. It's a great day to uh, start Solid Steps, and we are excited and uh, really pumped about this radio show. Well, you know, we're going to have, for those listeners, we're going to have a, a topic every week, and, and this show is geared towards men. I mean, we're talking to men. And, and trying to talk about topics from a man's perspective. And every week we're going to have a, a particular topic. Okay, so this week's topic, Kurt, let me, <laughs> let me ask you this. I know when you and Kristen were married, uh, you all wrote each other love letters, right? We did. My wife, Jen, and I, we've, we've written a love letter from time to time. Every now and then I'll get a love letter from my bank, okay? <laughs> and this is what the love letter will say. Dear Chad, we love you. We thank you that you're banking with us. You have more money going out of your account than you have coming in your account. We just wanted to let you know, and oh, by the way, we're going to charge you $35. Okay? Those are notes and letters I don't like to get. I've had those love letters. Okay. This this is not a financial. That's not the topic today is financial. It's from the perspective of they're reminding me that I did not put enough in to my accounts, but there was a lot coming out. Right? That's right. called being overdrawn. That's exactly right. And I've gotten too many of those love letters. I don't like them. And so today, we're not talking about financial investments. We're talking about marital investments, relational investments, investing in your marriage and being purposeful to do that and making deposits. And we're not talking about, I'm going to put in so I can get something back. Like the motive is not, I'm going to do for you so you'll give me something. That's not really the motives we're talking about here. We're talking about investing in your marriage. So there's, would you call it relational equity? Absolutely. And it's not a cost. You know, a lot of times we think as marriage, when we do certain things in the context of marriage, that it's cost. Mm -hmm. And Kristen would always remind me, and we would talk about this a lot in our marriage stuff that we would do, it's always an investment. It's, it's not a cost. It's investing into the other person. It's investing into the marriage and uh, into the family. Right. So for today's topic, we've got a, a special guest in studio today. We're going to introduce them here in a minute. In fact, we just want to dive right in. Uh, we've got Bob and Carol Isham, and they are with a local ministry here in Indiana, uh, southern Indiana, called Mercy. And we're going to talk more about their ministry later, but we want to hear their story as much as anything, because God has written an incredible story. And uh, if you don't hear anything today, hear this story about where you, if you, you can start someplace and you can invest in it poorly, and then you get back what you put into that. But we're going to see a story of investing in and seeing fruit from that investment. So uh, I want to welcome to the show, Bob and Carol Isham. Good morning. Glad to be here. Thanks for coming in today, guys. It's great to have both of you with us. Uh, It's our pleasure. So we're going to jump right in here and kind of give a little summation here of of you guys. So Bob, because we're talking to men, and I want to hear obviously Carol's input here, but Bob, give me a little bit of insight from your life leading up to and meeting Carol. Okay, well, things got off to a pretty rough start in my life. Uh, 
So I had a lot to learn. You know, like a lot of guys, I didn't have much of an example to start with. I've pretty much been on my own since I was 13 years old. And um, Now, just real quick, when you say on your own since 13, orphaned? I mean, abandoned? I mean, what's the story? Uh, no, it was just I grew up in a pretty messed up family. Gotcha. And uh, when I was uh, 13, I got a job working at a at a stable, living in the boarding house. And, gotcha. And I've, time to time, I would go back to my parents' house, but just for brief periods of time. And, gotcha. So pretty much, you know, grew up doing what I had to do. Right. And uh, I got married really young. Of course, I thought I was ready at 18. Yeah. And uh, was married for about eight years. And and um, and I, I was a Christian. I was, you know, serving in the church. And I became a Christian at, at 18 years old. And um, things were good for a while. And, and then uh, I started traveling, started being gone. And. Yeah, you know, I kind of left the door open just to crack, and we all know what happens there. Satan just kicked the door in, and uh, I just walked away from my family, from my marriage, walked away from God. I lived like the devil for about 20 years. In the middle of that time, um, I met Carol, and uh, well, that was that was a rough start. Carol and I, we we started dating, and we actually lived together for about four years, and and we just fought constantly. It was. It was a nightmare, and I and I kind of figured, well, the thing we fight about the most is Carol wanted to be married, and, and I really didn't. So I figured, well, geez, you know, the only way I can figure to stop this fight is to go ahead and get married. Now, <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this. When you all met, how old were you all? Uh, I was 28. Okay, so how long had you been divorced from your first in your first marriage actually i wasn't divorced i had separated from my first wife just okay. actually just months before carol and i met oh gotcha and and it was several years before we got a divorce okay so there was from the time you got divorced to the time you guys there was a small window there you were separated from your wife and then you guys met right okay and then how many years passed before you were officially divorced and then you guys got married oh i guess it was probably three years after we met that i got divorced gotcha and unless um, we were living together most of that time, okay. you were making all kinds of really good decisions, weren't you? Uh, yeah, decision making wow. was not my strong suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So you guys meet, right? And um, so you guys move in together, right? And mm -hmm. there's conflict, and you're fighting, and you're thinking to end the conflict, I'll just get married. It seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> So you guys get married, and, and how'd that start off? How, tell me about your wedding day. How's that? Well, on my wedding day, we were living right outside of New York City, and my uh, brother came up for our wedding, and him and I went to New York City and and visited uh, several of the uh, drinking establishments on the Upper East Side, and I was uh, inebriated at my wedding. So you were full of the spirit at your wedding i was full of spirits <laughs> spirits <laughs> wrong guy. oh my goodness so um so carol i gotta ask all right the guy when he meets you he's technically still married right y'all were he was separated right. though he was separated and y'all moved in together and he shows up on his wedding date by the way did you know he was drunk at his wedding yes i did okay uh -huh. so i can see where he's such a catch at this point Right. Uh -huh. <laughs> I mean, are you looking? Are you looking to him, thinking, okay, this is going to work. This is really a good start to this. You know what? I was one of the weak women that the Bible speaks about, and uh, 
that day, I think back to that day, it's like, were we really even married? I mean, you know, he wasn't even in his right mind at the moment. So right. when we said our vows, did they really hold? Right. Of course, God had a plan, but he wasn't going to bless that mess. So it took many, many years. Uh, you reap what you sow, and what we sowed was sin. Living together, I rationalized. I wasn't a Christian, so I just rationalized that that's fine. You know, they're separated. That's all good. Of course, now being a Christian, that was just terrible. Right. But that's what people do. Mm-hmm. And uh, we lived with the mess for quite a while. And, you know, when you start living together and sex comes before marriage, um, you're really so focused on sex that you don't get to know one another. Bob and I didn't know one another. We didn't communicate. And bad communication led, led to a lot of conflict. Hmm. Mm. Wow. That's a powerful statement. How long did you all know each other before you were married? Mm, about well, four, four and a half years. Okay. So there was a pretty good time frame in there you all were together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let me, as we're summing this up, in case you're just joining us, uh, we're talking to Bob and Carol Isham. And uh, up to this point, uh, things are a little rocky, starting off a little bit rocky, but things tended to take a turn for the better. And uh, in the next segment, we're going to talk about a day in their life that changed their life forever. And if I told you being on a boat that blew up was the best day of your life, would you agree with me or not? Now, somebody might hear that and go, ain't no way. But we're going to hear a story that you've got to hear the story to be able to know how impactful this was on someone's life and how things can change. So when we come back in the next segment, we're going to hear a story that was the changing point in their life, physically, relationally, spiritually. And uh, if you don't get a chance to hear us in in our entirety, we're going to have this posted on our Facebook page over at Solid Steps Radio. And you go by there and and take a listen, but uh, it'll be worth hearing. So when we come back, we're going to hear more about that story. And we appreciate you listening to Solid Steps here on WFIA. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. My name is Chad Russell. This is Kurt Sauber here on WFIA. Um, You can join us on Facebook at Solid Steps Radio, and you'll be able to hear this entire show in its entirety if you have not heard up to this point. And let me give you a little recap of where we are. We're here with Bob and Carol Isham, and they just got done telling us a pretty, um, pretty impactful beginning of their marriage in regards to where they were. And I say impactful, not in a good way necessarily, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, when you're you're living together and uh, you're still married to your previous uh, spouse, things are not in a, going in a, in a good light. But but that's when uh, God can begin to work. And so, yeah, they, they had an incredible one day where God um, miraculously worked in, in their lives. So Bob and Carol, why don't you share with us a little bit the, that one day. You got up and what happened? Well, I guess speaking on a men's program, it's hard to imagine that uh, the best day of your life would start with going to someone else's wedding. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but that's how it was. A, a friend of mine uh, was remarrying his ex-wife. Uh, he had uh, he had just really come to know Jesus and, and uh, repented of his his past and and him and his ex-wife were remarrying and and um we went to this wedding and it was actually at a car show so it was a packed house and we uh <laughs> we were there we were sitting there and 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 my buddy billy uh with his bride standing in the back before the ceremony went down to the front and gave a little testimony about how he ended up there 
and and just what God had done in his life. And, and you know, I guess I really didn't hear much about the wedding because God was just speaking to me. And, and it was like, Bob, it's time to quit drinking. All right, so at that point in your life, though, is drinking an everyday thing? I mean, you can't function without it. Are you, are you an alcoholic at that point? Well, you know what? I never acknowledged I was an alcoholic until recently. But no, I didn't drink every day. But when I did, I drank way too much. I was, I was not a guy that could go out and have a beer. If I had one, I was going to have 12. Right. Gotcha. Mm. So, so it, it was something you were abusing on a regular basis then. I was. And obviously, uh, it caused a lot of problems in my life and especially in my marriage. And at this point, we were married 15 years. So this is 15, 15, 15 years, years into your marriage. This is not like you get married and then a week later this marriage happens. You've got 15 years of doing life and doing your marriage the way you were doing it. And at that point, would you say you thought you were going to be headed towards an end of your marriage? Did you think that? It was 15 years a hard time. Okay. And, uh, and from get, the first day, our friends bet against us. They all said we wouldn't make it. So mm. 15 years into it. We still have all the same conflict that we got married to avoid, which that was a joke. Wow. Wow. Yeah, we had accomplished nothing in the first 15 years. Every argument we had, I mean, we we joke now we should have had a tape player. We could have saved ourselves a lot of aggregation. We could have just pushed a button and played the argument, you know, (laughs) over and over. So, but, but on this on this special day, you you're you're at this wedding and you sense that God is speaking to you. And uh, it was I heard God's voice clearer than I ever had in my life. It was you know, it's time to get off the fence. We had started going to church um and I, you know, God was really convicting me, you know, I knew better than what the life I was living and and um this particular day I think God just chose that day to say, "Okay, Bob, it's time to get off the fence." And uh I just knew that I wouldn't drink anymore. Hmm. Of course, that afternoon, I had been gone the whole previous week, so that afternoon Carol and I wanted to just spend some time together, so we had a boat out on the Ohio River, so we went down to our boat, and first time I'd ever taken the boat out that I didn't have a 12-pack ice down. Now, have you, have you mentioned to her on the way to the—does uh, she know that this revelation that you've—that God's really saying, hey, stop drinking? Have you already told her that? No, I hadn't. I, I wanted to do that when we were out on the boat, just the two of us together. Right. Of course, I had told her I was going to quit drinking at least 100 times before, so mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure she wasn't going to be too impressed by it, but— but we went out on the boat, and we, we uh, cruised up by the 12-mile island, and, and we were just sitting there talking, and, and that's when I told her, I said, you know, honey, God just spoke to me today. I, I can't drink anymore. This is, you know, I don't know what's going on, but, but I know there's got to be some changes in my life. And, and we were both pretty tired of being unhappily married and miserable. Right. Now, Carol, let me ask you this. When he says that, what's your response to him, he says, hey, I'm not going to drink anymore. I mean, at that point, are you like, been there, done that? or Absolutely. I had heard that just like Bob Finish saying so many times. And it was like, well, yeah, if that happens, that'd be really wonderful. And I was at that same wedding. And I could just tell that he was very quiet and he was impacted by something. So you were... You, you felt like this might this might take this time. Like you really thought maybe something was, was going on in him that this may be the, the, the real deal. You know what? I really wasn't sure. We were just enjoying the day. It was gotcha. a beautiful day, and it got a little bit serious there for a while. And right. All right, so you're on your boat. Is this your boat? You're talking yeah, about? Okay. that gotcha. was my boat. Gotcha. So anyhow, we had the conversation, and we sat there for a while, and and um, we were just hanging out. We had... Uh, had a Dalmatian at the time, uh, and she was with us, and and uh, 
we figured it was time to go so i went to start the boat up and it wouldn't start so i uh went down opened up all the hatches and climbed in and i had a fuel leak so you know of course being a a guy you know i fix things now what at this point are you still a pilot Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, you, you, were, you were a pilot for UPS for how many years? Twenty three years. Okay. So you're tinkering around with engines is something you're pretty familiar with. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gotcha. also a, I was also an airplane mechanic. So yeah. I mean, I, I fix things. That's what right. I do. You're so a man, I, right? You yeah, just say I can fix guy. this, right? Okay. I'm a guy. Gotcha. I fix it. So I went down and I fixed the fuel <laughs> leak and thought everything was good. We had all cleaned up. Everything looked good. And and uh, of course, I had the hatches open and the blowers on. And I went back upstairs onto the fly bridge and hit the starter button. And the boat exploded. No, wait a minute. You talking about the engine exploded? No, I'm the... talking the whole boat exploded. The oh. whole boat just burst into flames. Are you? Are, are you? You're in the bottom of the boat, and I'm not a boat guy per se to, to know all the ins and outs of boating, right? You're down in the bottom where the engine is, and no, he's on the top. No, on the top. Okay. No, I had I had left the engine compartment and went upstairs. This was a a flybridge boat. Okay. So I had gone upstairs. Carol was standing back at the very back of the boat. Okay. And she wanted to go into the cabin and get the dog. And I told her, no, just just wait here until I get the boat running. I was trying to get Bob's attention, but he was in fix-it mode. Right. So he was only half listening, and he was just running around checking wires, and he's saying it's okay. And that's when he started the boat. The typical man of, uh, we got it under control, and we, we're okay, and we got it, we got it, we got it. And, uh, and so then what happens, Carol? Well, like Bob said, the boat exploded, and I'm in the back of the boat, and really it's less than a nanosecond. I don't even know what that type of measurement would be, but I saw flames in front of my face, and I got really nervous, and I said, oh my gosh, what do I do? Do I get burned, or do I jump in the water? And I'm not a swimmer, and I didn't have a life jacket on. So you can't swim at all, or are you just not a strong swimmer? No, I'm just not really a swimmer. Okay, gotcha. And, okay. and so I had no noodle. I had nothing. Right. And actually what happened in that nanosecond, I was actually blown into the water backwards when the boat exploded. Man. So now I'm in the moving Ohio River, and I'm actually plunged in at such a force, and I cry out to God, and I said, God, please, I don't want it to end this way. And then the next thing that I know is I pop up to the top of the water. I am completely at peace. I am not struggling. I am just sitting on top of the water. I am not treading water. And my husband knows that I'm not a swimmer, and he yells down to me, can I help you? Are you okay? And I said, oh, I'm okay. Can you see if you could get the dog? So now our dog, Shelby, she was in the cabin, and I see my husband walking through flames, and he's trying to get into the hatch to get the dog, and black smoke is just billowing and now I'm really upset with myself because I'm thinking about the dog whom we loved but I'm thinking I might lose my husband asking him to get the dog right so I'm still just sitting in the water completely peaceful and then I don't know how much time has passed but now Bob jumps into the water he so, is, so he, the boat is totally engulfed in flames absolutely at this point? yeah okay. and it, you're jumping in the water to save your life and to get her all right are you are, you're pretty much no, the boat's just history and you're trying to save your own hide is that right well the boat's history but you know the amazing thing was i didn't get a hair singed on me and i was engulfed in flames there was flames all around me uh there's there's actually photographs of this and we're going to post that photograph on the, our facebook page at solid steps radio so you've got to see this photo of this boat Go yeah, ahead. yeah people took pictures while i was still on top of the boat and i how I didn't get burned. I, That's you know, incredible. That's the grace and hand of God. It was totally the hand of God. Yeah. And and uh, so you jump in for Carol. So I jump in to get to Carol, and 
and she's like i'm swimming towards her and and when she got blown off the boat i mean she was in the air 30 feet mm. did you see her get thrown off the boat I, I, when i turned around and looked she was actually going backwards away from me off the boat gotcha. she was facing me but just flying backwards so anyhow i'm swimming to her and and she's like totally calm you know and i'm i'm thinking wow this is amazing and as soon as i got to her and i touched her it was like whatever god was using to protect her and hold her up he relinquished and i mean it was like she started flailing and you know i was drowning us both at that moment you were totally fine until he showed up as soon as he grabbed my arm whatever was holding me up relinquished me to bob and now I was drowning both of us. Yikes. I mean, at that moment, I was living Isaiah 43 when it says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned and the flame will not consume you. I lived it that day. So how do you get out of the water? Well, um, another boat came along and, uh, right. you know, he uh, he rescued us. He, he come flying up beside us and grabs you and picks you up and okay well we're going to end right now into our next segment we want to hear about coming out of this this miraculous you know you you, people use the word miraculous that's hard to not use that in this context so we're going to hear about what happens after the explosion what's next and what next in in your all's marriage and going from there so uh, please listen on if you want again if you're just turning it tuning in and you want to hear the full broadcast of this go to our facebook page solid steps radio and now we're going to hear what happens in the next segment after the explosion in their life to uh, bob and carol isham this is chad russell with kurt satter this is solid steps radio 